Welcome to We Don't Cook on Fridays. We're not cooking today and neither should you. Here we go. Okay. We're going. <laughs> okay, let's stop. Let's stop with that intro. Cut it. We're done. But I've gotten great feedback of that intro. <laughs> One person DM'd me. One person DM'd me and was like, hey, I really like that you do that. And I'm like, great, because I get very anxious trying to start it any other way. It's really hard to start a podcast. Well, one, it's hard to start a podcast. Let me tell you that. If you want to talk about that, we'll save it for an episode. We'll save but it for an episode. It's just very hard to start a recorded conversation. Where because do you start? Yeah, you're like talking before and you're like, okay, let's go. And then you just kind of stare at each other. <laughs> okay, I guess we're going. Okay. Here Go we now. <laughs> um, hey, Lore, we are recording in person and your eye contact is extreme. It's making me slightly uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm a highly anxious human. <laughs> Wait, are you anxious? I had never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, we'll write that one down for next time. <laughs> just so you can get that one tatted there. Get that tatted. Are yeah. you anxious? Redundant. Rhetorical question. <laughs> Does not need to be asked. Doesn't need to be asked. Yeah. Um, how are, How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> doing good. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready to go on a trip next week. A trip? My first time on a plane since like probably 2019 now that I think about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. When was your last trip? New York? Uh, I feel like the, honestly the last time I was on a plane I think was when we went to Kelowna. Mm. Mm. And good I times. cried the whole entire flight back watch it i choose like the saddest <laughs> movies to watch on planes and you're, you'll just be sitting like anyone who's ever sat next to me on a plane has seen me sob and it's not like a casual one tear it's a like like sobbing i think we were watching the same movie because i, I was we like, like half 20, an hour apart yeah half an hour apart and i'd be like have you got to this part yet and, I'm like, Look back. and you'd be wiping one tear and i'd be wiping a tear out of the other eye and i'm like no i just watched this part and you're like oh just wait does anyone else watch sad movies on an airplane I feel like it's that or it's going to be a movie that has like the very first scene is a sex scene. <laughs> and like when I went to Ireland, this happened to me. I started watching Trainwreck and there was literally a woman like holding a rosary sitting next to me. And like the opening scene is literally like a sex scene with I think it's with her and John Cena. Yeah. And I could just see her like looking at the screen and then looking at me and then looking at the screen and looking at me. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to watch Trainwreck. Like I hadn't seen it. I was super excited. It was on like a plain like <laughs> list of movies that they had. Yeah. It's not on your phone either. It's not like just a small screen on your phone. It's like <laughs> everyone can see. It's on display. Like it's like they want. And but then you'd also don't have like the audio experience of it. So you're just like, it's yeah, there's really yeah. no winning. You're either going to sob or you're going to watch like a raunchy sex sex movie on the on the plane that's such a good point such a good point yeah there's there's not much in between um well that's good i'm excited about your trip i'm excited for you to go on an airplane i'm very excited i'm gonna see my friends that i haven't seen i think the, honestly the last time i saw these friends was like four years ago on our one reunion we've had since we all met in ireland so i'm very excited mm -hmm. yeah that'll be a good time mm -hmm. in the mountains you'll enjoy it yeah most of them haven't been to canada before so New country in the pot and the passport for them. I love that when people when I was on exchange and everyone was from Europe and they're like, I'm going to drive from Georgia to California. And I was like, eh, I don't. I do mean, you have four days? Yeah, like so. four days plus. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> they just don't understand the depth or distance of North America. No. Um, well, that's good. I'm How, glad to hear it. Thank you. How are you feeling? Oh, my God. I've been dreading this question. <laughs> No, I've been doing pretty good. I was home this weekend for Thanksgiving with my fam. And man, oh man, do my nephews just light up the light of my life. They 
like if you follow me on instagram basically all of my instagram is just my nephews now and as everyone knows i'm an aspiring cool aunt all i want is for them to think that i was cool one day we went to um like a fall festival place and i had the best time like my nephew is only <laughs> one and a half so he could probably do like like i don't know one eighth of the activities you know who did all the activities his was, aunt was there a hayride there was yeah and we also went on a train ride he cried the entire time but i was having a good time was he wearing his dog costume and or whatever the other costume was that you sent me this week because i could die looking at those photos oh my god so cute no he wasn't but i look forward to seeing him on halloween because that's gonna just make my life but yeah, yeah if you are nervous about becoming an aunt uh don't be it's the best thing <laughs> it really is and i saw this tiktok this week and it was like oh my god i saw this tiktok this week Who hold on am I? pause <laughs> Is that real life? And also, have you actually been watching TikToks this whole time and I've been sending them to you and you're like, I can't do it because I'll just get sucked in. But actually, you just hate me. Now that I think about it, I hate this even more, but I think it was an Instagram reel. Ugh. Um, I know. I, Ugh. I hate myself for saying that probably more than saying I saw this on TikTok. Um, but it was this girl and she was wearing a hoodie and it was like her wrapped around her, the hoodie wrapped around her face. And she was like, show me the children. <laughs> She's like photos of her nieces and nephews. And I was like, that, You're like, is, that me. is me. On a rough day or like a bad day at my home office. I'm like, can you just, I'm just going to FaceTime them. See how they're doing. They're not going to respond to me. But like, it's a good time. <laughs> also, the joke that you shared earlier, I was looking for my iPad, my personal <laughs> iPad. And... <laughs> I couldn't find it. I was like, I'm 90% sure that I brought my iPad here. And Lauren was like, what did you say? I was like, have you ever seen that TikTok? Because it was like trending at one point. And the, the person, in the, like the voiceover is like, oh, I know why I don't have my shit together. It's because I don't have an iPad. Everyone who has their shit together has an iPad. And I, like, it's so true. And like, yeah. anytime I've seen you like on FaceTime and you like are swinging around that Apple Pencil, I'm like, God damn it. My iPad's too old for that. And I might have to buy a new iPad just to be able to buy an Apple Pencil to be able to look like I have my shit together. I have never taken a meaningful note with an <laughs> Apple Pencil, but I always have it in my Zoom calls. Like, I just like have it like either behind my ear, you know, <laughs> with your AirPods. Like, look, I am cool. Like, what an artist. <laughs> what a digital artist. Has Procreate. You did. You made my birthday card on Procreate. I'm still waiting for that printout version. <laughs> I made it. I just didn't print it out. It's actually very easy to use. Um, Andy, Andy hands me her iPad and goes, here, I made you a card. And I was like, oh, the iPad's for me. Great. I'll take the pencil home with me. And now I don't have to buy one just to be able to get an Apple pencil. Wow. We're really starting off the rails today. Anyways, we're both doing good. That's doing good. good. That's good. Yeah. Um, Laura, this is going to be a quick and easy. Quick and quick easy. easy and quick and dirty. Light. <laughs> okay um what are we talking about today it's well, just Andy, you and i it's just you and i and sunny panting and sunny i'm sure that when i go to listen to this and edit this <laughs> tonight for tomorrow's release um <laughs> we'll definitely hear his tail in the background but i just think sunny is our silent partner he's not so silent today no he's looking for his claim to fame right now he is he's but we had to tell him our people will contact your people and if yeah. we want you on the podcast, we'll ask. And and note. on that note, <laughs> we are talking about our relationship with alcohol today. It's just the perfect transition. <laughs> the perfect, perfect I'm transition. the queen of a perfect transition. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me. Yeah, we are talking about our relationship with alcohol. I feel like this has been kind of top of mind for me in the past couple of weeks or past couple of months. Um, but we do want to preface this that if you feel like you have a, a 
not a great relationship with alcohol, we definitely obviously recommend you see like professional support or professional helps or professional groups. Uh, Lauren and I will just be discussing our own relationships with alcohol as we've gone into our early 20s to our mid 20s and what that looks like and, and how we want to build that relationship going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, my relationship with alcohol started in university and I feel like anyone who knew me in first year was like, God damn it, please don't anyone invite Lauren out. Like, I definitely know that I was that annoying person who hadn't learned her limit in high school. Mm-hmm. So, because I, like, I, yeah, I genuinely did not drink in high school. I think I drank, like, maybe three times in high school. And I, like, actively was the person who went to parties and, and was like, I don't drink, but I'm just here to hang out. I don't really know. I say that as if I went to, like, so many parties, but I went to, like, four. <laughs> and would be like, yeah, I don't drink. Um, and then I went to university and I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely just, like, hop right on the bandwagon and and drink with the rest of them and let me tell you that is not the case yeah yeah you watched it happen I was there I saw it live most <laughs> of the time I was also like getting drunk off of Captain Morgan so oh, I don't God. know haven't had haven't touched Captain Morgan since first year of university and I probably also, never will no I also feel like so many people on our floor drank Captain Morgan's and like I had never I was like this is the first time I'm buying alcohol let me get a two six of Smirnoff vodka and also what a classic thing to do in university i don't think i ever drank a cooler or a beer i always just had like a like a two six of something yeah because it was like it could go so much further and you could pack it in a water bottle yeah and it was just water (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like i definitely i think i bought one bottle of captain morgan's i was like yeah i guess everyone drinks this i i think it took me like months to get through it because i was like this is the worst thing i've ever put in my body the worst thing yeah i don't even remember if i ever mixed it like yeah going back no to it was that a lot of hard. just like sipping sipping shots and like oh. the odd like chase with another alcoholic drink like it was not good no it wasn't a good look no. um yeah i would say my relationship with alcohol probably started in high school i think i remember like a bush party which was <laughs> very common in my small town or a barn party mm-hmm. and like i think the first alcohol that i ever drank was probably either raspberry or lime vodka <laughs> Also, like, what an alcohol to start with, you know? Like, like, you were starting strong. Like, not, hey, let's try a Strongbow. You know, I think Strongbow was in at that time. <laughs> no, we're going to go with a hard liquor, and we're going to see how you do. And it's going to be a Mickey, so you're going to feel like you can drink it all. You're going to toss it in your back pocket, <laughs> walk around with it like that all night, like it's a fashion accessory, yeah. and just, like, call it a day. And you're really going to savor it because somebody bought it for you illegally. Oh, yeah, and you were like, I don't know who's going to buy me my next. Yeah, like, as the older sister, I was like, I don't know who's going to buy me my next alcohol i have to make this last yeah you have to make i know i have it around now so yeah i will say my parents never bought me alcohol so it was always a bit of a bit of a thing to try and find someone that was going to risk it all (laughs) to buy you a smirnoff put it all in the line bring that fake id out and yeah yeah. i think that was probably i was probably like 15 i also remember um like funnels being very popular in my hometown yeah like but not any funnel like an eight person funnel which like covid times (sighs) that's disgusting also it's disgusting like what was it what what alcohol was going into that okay you know what i like think of every once in a while though is like jungle juice can you imagine going up to a party at this point being like yeah i'll buy in for the jungle juice i don't know if i ever had jungle juice what yeah it was never like a a winter carnival thing and for context people that don't know what winter carnival is it's a team of 40 people that oh my god together winter carnival we yeah we talked about it before trauma oh you know what it wasn't it was it was a week it was the end of a week that i'm thinking of yeah 
Yeah. If you've been to Laurier, you know all these things. If you haven't <laughs> been to Laurier, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, okay. So the when was the first time that you would say you got drunk? So this one was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think I was at like a, with family friends and we were like, we're going to sneak, we're going to sneak some alcohol. And so Classic. we would like run upstairs and like one of us would grab something and like run back downstairs and then we'll, someone else would run up and like, honestly, I just remember being like, this sucks. I don't, en- I don't understand why everyone loves this, but I also think I probably had a collective like one drink total and was like, yeah, I'm wasted. Absolutely yeah. wasted. And now like, that's how I feel now. You know, it's really come full circle. So yeah. I have one drink and I'm, I'm absolutely wasted. Um, I think my first time being drunk was probably at like a stag and doe, which, oh, yeah. you know what? Hindsight, not a good place to be <laughs> drunk for your first time, especially when you live in a small town and your entire small town is at that stag and doe. Definitely fair. Um, yeah, and, and your parents have to pick you up. So I feel like that was it, but I'm, I don't know if I'm blacking out the first time that I was drunk. It was definitely probably before my stag and doe times, but maybe that's not coming back to me for a reason. I sometimes think that drunk Lauren tends to black out some things and like, I just like to leave it that way. Like yeah. even, even sometimes I remember people being like, you, you made a phone call last night. I'm like, don't tell me what I said. I don't oh, yeah. know. I am the queen of deleting the Snapchat story in the morning. Oh, in drunk me. Ooh. Drunk me used to send a drunk text and then delete it immediately afterwards. <laughs> like literally dr- like, and so then I'd wake up to either a response or I'd see those people the next day and they'd be like. So that made no sense, eh? And I'm like, please don't tell me. <laughs> Come I don't want to know. I deleted yeah. it for a reason. And yeah. drunk me was definitely looking out for sober me. But not really. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think uh, that was a very common practice as well. It's like sending out that text message that you're feeling a little <laughs> bit bold. And then in the morning you're like, ah, oh, shit, I should You're like, have. please do not continue that conversation today. Like, yeah. Like, let's not. That was a different person. That was yeah. my Jekyll of my hide. Um, and it's she's not coming back. No, not until not until tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> when we're hitting fills. Um, okay. What impact do you think alcohol has had on your life? Ooh, I feel like this is like a a twofold question because I feel like I definitely like had some social anxiety in the beginning of like mm-hmm. probably my experience with alcohol, and I say that as if I don't still have that sometimes, but um, I think it definitely like allowed me to open up a little bit more. And so like probably that is like the benefit of it. And I think that that is why people like drinking. But um, I definitely know that there's been times where I've used it as like a negative coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Like especially early COVID times. I think I was drinking far too much, which I think we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But um, I definitely think like the social aspect of it is nice. But I think um, I can't really like things casually. Mm-hmm. like I'm a I'm a person who like I love things or I do not do them yeah and so like I feel like my relationship with alcohol has gone that way too I'm like I either get too drunk or I am uh yeah that's like not hard, drinking at hard all to find that balance you know what I texted you the other day and I was like you know what's being an adult is buying yourself raisin bread and you're like I can't do raisin bread or else I'd eat the entire loaf I <laughs> actually can't like things casually like I definitely yeah. I just know this about myself like I fixate on things and I do not enjoy things casually I I'm, I feel my feelings in a big way or I don't feel them at all. Don't we know it? Don't yeah. we know it? Um, yeah, I would say alcohol also. You know what? So as of like a month ago, I stopped drinking alcohol just to give myself a little bit of a break. I felt as though I really needed it. I felt like everything else in my life I was really trying to optimize. And then it was still like cracking a beverage at night. And it just felt like I was defeating that. 
But I would say up until this point in my life, I never stopped to think about my, what my relationship with alcohol was. Um, I think in university, like I definitely partied and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be some times that I feel like I have some regrets about <laughs> getting drunk and like maybe making some of the decisions. And I don't necessarily know if I would go back and make the same decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's primarily like in a relationship base, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think... I just didn't really ever think about the impacts that alcohol had on my anxiety or depression or how that was really impacting me. And it just started to, it's like, okay, we're getting really into this, but I felt like I was just living like kind of two separate lives. Like during the week I was going to the gym every single morning and then like starting to do yoga and all of these things and eating clean. And then Saturday would roll around and I would just get wasted or like super drunk and then be like crap on Sunday and then try to like combat Sunday scaries and then go through the next week and like just felt like two separate lives like during the week I was like okay get everything done get everything done and then Friday you can have a break and yeah I would use alcohol as that break yeah 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 because I think one thing that I've definitely realized lately is like not being hungover is so much better than being drunk especially because when I'm like again don't do things casually when I'm hungover I'm in my bed all day long Mm -hmm. and when you have a two-day weekend because we live in a capitalist society which is just don't get me started on that that one in the drive put that one in the drive but like when you think about it when you spend an entire day hungover and then you're like okay shit I have to get stuff done and also still kind of feel like I had a break that was like I don't know a hungover break is not the same thing as like a regular like rejuvenate no be mindful be present in your life and I think um yeah I'm really coming to the realization that not being hungover is so much better than being drunk yeah and just mental clarity also and I think the thing about Sundays being super hungover is this is something that I feel like I really struggle with is like one allowing myself to be hungover. I usually just fight it and I'll like still go to the gym and do all these things. And like, I just find myself as I'm so drained. Um, and so like the pressure of not being hungover while you're being hungover, like absorbs me in no other way. And I'm like, okay, I'm not hungover if I pretend like I'm not hungover. And Mm -hmm. then I'm like, I'm literally so exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like, can you relate to that? Do you feel like you were kind of living two separate? Oh, completely. Yeah. Like I feel for me I think like I feel like I'm usually a pretty chill person Mm -hmm. and when I'm drinking I am absolutely not a chill person and I think part of that was figuring out like I feel like I've gotten to a point now where I I can have a casual drink and whatever but I think some of it is figuring out like the right alcohol to drink so like for me if I drink vodka I just know that it's not a good version of me like it's almost like if I'm feeling really anxious it just really heightens my anxiety or if I'm feeling really sad, it just makes me even more sad. Like it kind of Mm -hmm. just like heightens whatever emotion I'm feeling. Whereas like if I drink a beer, I know that I'm going to be like pretty happy, pretty chill. Um, and like part of that is finding that out. But yeah, when I'm, when I'm usually like a pretty chill person in my day to day, and then I'm all of a sudden like this totally different version of myself, it feels really weird, especially when you have like relationships in your lives that are like centered mostly around drinking. And then you like, yeah, you see those people and you're sober and it's like that's not who I am most of the time like that's it's it is like a totally different personality I feel like yeah I think of like pre-covid times too obviously working in marketing you get invited to all these like really cool events where it's always an open bar and there's always like alcohol flowing and 
And I just felt like it would be on a Wednesday and I would go to an open bar and I would have like six drinks and then I would go home and I wouldn't have had dinner and I would just like either buy crap food and mm-hmm. then go out, go go to bed and then wake up and then try to go to work and just like not really doing my best at anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's like finding a balance of like a social life and like going out with work colleagues and stuff. But it also, yeah, I, I honestly think I was doing that probably like twice a week. Yeah. In hindsight. And I never questioned that. I never was like, is it weird that I'm coming home on a Wednesday and I'm ordering like pad thai at 930 because mm-hmm. I haven't ate yet and I've, I'm down to like six drinks at the bar? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even I think back to university when like, I want to say we at one point were going out like four to five nights a week and then also still trying to do a degree and do well and like be able to get into grad school or like mm-hmm. find, get the career that you want. And like, I just think back to that and I'm like, I have, first of all, I have no idea how we survived. No. I don't know how we like possibly functioned through that, but also like, what the heck were we doing to ourselves? And our bodies. And, and our bodies. And then still try- thinking like, oh, I drank water today. So like now I'm the picture of health. <laughs> yeah, like I got a pogo and some water, so I'm probably okay. Or you had my pizza pocket from the freezer downstairs. <laughs> you know, I bought pizza box. box. Is it pizza box? Or pizza do you pockets. Say pizza pockets. The pizza box are the, the moon ones or the, they're the full moon ones. Yes. Um, and it's great. Honestly, buying pizza box is the best. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't had a pizza pocket in so long. I highly recommend, guys, go buy yourself some raisin bread and go get yourself some pizza pockets. Um, okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, yes. I don't really know if like we could share some of our best drunk stories because I don't necessarily know if we're hyping it up. And I don't really know if I'm super proud of any of them. I don't know. I was trying to think of this and I was like, I feel like I don't have any super great, like, that yeah. was my best drunk story. Like, You know what I do love, though? And... One thing that I'm thinking about, like, post whatever, when I start drinking again, mm-hmm. or if I start drinking again, is karaoke nights. R.I.P. Chainsaw. I have never in my life been more sad than when Chainsaw closed. Yeah. Chainsaw is a, a karaoke bar here in KW. Um, but I I don't know if I could do karaoke without alcoholic like a, courage. Yeah. Just, like, one or two. Like, a casual yeah. loosen you up. Yeah. I really know that my vocal cords, they reach their, their prime after two drinks yeah yeah they all loosened up yeah get out there and do some fergalicious all that (laughs) (laughs) so true um but yeah sometimes i do think about that i mean it's only been like a month but Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily feel ready to start drinking again yet um but yeah i I think that stuff i also love a good brewery like i love a good brewery where you're trying out new beers i think there's like lots of ways to go around that so like yeah like i love a good brewery and but i also feel like i don't often go to a brewery of like okay i'm gonna go get super drunk at a brewery like i'm gonna go and try some good beers or whatever and 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 actually like enjoy the flavor of a beer yeah i think that that is adulthood is when you realize that you're not just drinking and like stomaching a shot to get (laughs) drunk versus like okay i actually genuinely enjoy a good sour i don't remember the last time i had a shot uh to be honest with you i love a tequila shot every once in a while i love i love tequila shots it's it's a problem yeah um, but i love tequila shots more for the thrill of taking a tequila oh shot. yeah it's not because of like i love the taste of tequila it's more like yeah guys let's do a tequila let's do shot a te- together <laughs> and it's just a good bonding it's moment. a bonding moment yeah it's not like i need to take a tequila shot to get wasted no 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 and i think like i think back to the days where i was buying that two six of, of smirnoff <laughs> or two yeah. six of smirnoff and like first of all ugh 
<laughs> could never again. But like, yeah, when you're just like, I just need something to chase it with. Like someone hand me something because I got to I got to get it in me. And like, no. Oh, no. God. I don't know if I could do that anymore. Um, Okay. Laura, you've taken a month off of alcohol. I have. Yes. What led you to take a month off of alcohol? So honestly, early quarantine, I don't know if it was like everyone was like, let's get on Zoom and let's do let's do games on Zoom. Or like, honestly, I know that part of it was like I living alone. I was like going and buying a bottle of wine. And like sometimes I would just like drink a bottle of wine by myself. And then I was realizing that I was drinking a bottle of wine by myself on like a Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday, like a- <laughs> not afternoon. afternoon, but a Tuesday like evening. And then I was waking up hungover on a Wednesday and I hadn't gone out and done anything. And I was like, this is like, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like what this is making me feel like. I'm feeling like trash all the time. I feel like I'm not feeling great at work because I'm waking up hung- hungover on a random Wednesday. And I was also starting to just get like, I don't want to use this as a coping mechanism. I don't want to just like, okay, I'm sad because of the pandemic and I need to drink to just like not be sad because yeah, like I said, I can't do things casually. So I decided that I think it was June of last year that I was just going to do the whole month. I did no drinking and no online shopping. And like, it was a big month. <laughs> that is a big month for you. Yeah. And I felt so much clarity and I felt so much better throughout that month. Um, I know that like the one thing that was like hard is when people would be like, oh, hey, let's play games online and have some drinks and whatever, which like, listen, <laughs> what was life in the pandemic? Like, <laughs> I know, um, but it definitely there would be those times where I'd be like, oh, I'm not drinking this month. And I think people understood that because I think a lot of people kind of were having the same mm-hmm. realization that like it's dangerous especially as we realized that it wasn't just going to be like six weeks of a pandemic we were like okay we're i think we're in it for the long haul here um that it was absolutely not something that was going to be sustainable to like continue using that to cope and as sad as it sounds part of it was just like realizing that you could do it Mm -hmm. and realizing like okay i can i can actually give up alcohol for a month and it's not going to end my life it's not gonna my friends are not going to not talk to me yeah my like i'm still gonna have a good time i'm still gonna like find fun things to do on the weekends and be okay Mm -hmm. um and I wasn't trying to work hungover, <laughs> which was also awesome. Yeah. Working hungover is actually the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Working hungover when you have like a, a job that requires your mind. Yeah. Like brain power. To be honest with you, working hungover as a server also equally sucks. Oh my but, God. And I mean like not saying that a server doesn't use brain power, but just like literally the only thing that I offer to my job is my fingers and my mind <laughs> and my skills. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. When I used to bartend weddings, there was one wedding that I... I had to bartend like violently hungover. Oh. I think it was like when I graduated from my master's, my friends threw me a party mm-hmm. and I had to bartend a wedding the next day. And there was a couple times where I had to like look to my co bartender and be like, I need you to pour this drink because I will vomit into it if, if I do this. And like, I think it was probably one of the bu- busiest weddings I had ever worked too. So it was like, my body was like, you deserve this because you did this to yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. and That's like also thing. not waking up and like realizing that I had texted Mm-hmm. horrendous things to inappropriate people felt great and i have stopped doing that since then which is amazing <laughs> i'm proud of you um so you kind of chatted about some of the experiences that you had challenges with mm-hmm. um not being able to get drunk on zoom i think that's so relatable i also think we were going on zoom even for book club we would have a drink at book club and i love book club no nothing wrong with book club but we would go and i would leave the laptop and i would be like kind of drunk by yeah, myself that was the thing, that was the thing is uh, you could justify it being like well i'm i'm talking to my friends and it's like hanging out and having a drink with my friends it's but it's not. like you close your laptop and then you're just drunk by yourself 
yeah and then you're kind of just sad and then you're like do i do one more yeah because you're like well i might as well ride out the buzz if i'm if i have it like i might as well just go for it yeah and then that's when i like that's when i felt like it was kind of a slippery slope because i was like i just kept doing it and then i was like that's why i'm waking up hungover on a wednesday yeah um i feel like you've started drinking since yeah definitely i feel like it has kind of reshaped the way that i think about alcohol and like obviously i'm not going to say like i haven't been drunk since then because i definitely have but Mm -hmm. um i think it feels a lot less like I have to s- revolve my entire social life around drinking. Yeah. Like you can find other things to do and you can like, I think also the group of friends that I have in like multiple different s- spaces of life, like we are able to do things outside of just drinking. And I think there's nothing wrong with having like party friends, but I also think knowing the people that are down to do stuff outside of like getting wasted is also really special to have and like important to acknowledge those people. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I, Currently, I'm on like one month sober or an alcohol-free month. Yeah, what's that been like for you? Yeah, it's been very good. I feel like it wasn't necessarily like a cumulative, cumulative, cumulative. I don't, but it's not cumulative. It's like cumulative culmination. No, I'm just gonna go with cumulative. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think that there was like one event. Honestly, I went to like a work event and we started drinking again and it kind of gave me like flashbacks of like my life before. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't who I am anymore. Um, and yeah, I think I was just thinking about like, <laughs> my sister was like, you talk about hot yoga on the podcast all the time. And I was like, well, it's really changing my life. You know, it's getting me out of the house. Okay? It is the greatest. It is the greatest it is thing the best. ever. But I felt like I was doing hot yoga and then I was like cracking a beer after hot yoga because I felt like I needed to. Mm-hmm. It was this weird thing because it was in the fridge and I was like I might as well do it yeah. and if it's in the fridge like it's only gonna last for like a month so I better drink it and it was just this weird thing where I felt obligated to have a drink by myself and prior to the pandemic I never lived alone like I always yeah. had roommates um and so I I didn't really I never I never drank by myself by yeah. before the pandemic to be like never like never during the week I never cracked like yeah. a, like ever and the pandemic started and I started living alone and I started realizing that I could crack a beer after work and it just felt like I was doing it like repetitively. Yeah. And it was just like, this isn't who I want to be. I yeah. don't really want to have a beer with dinner every night. And there's literally nothing wrong with it. Um, if that's what your lifestyle looks like, it just, that's not who I really want to be. I don't want to feel like the only way to get through the night is if I have a glass of wine or Mm -hmm. like to deal with the stress of work is through wine. Yeah. And I felt as though I was optimizing other aspects of my life, like, like taking anti-anxiety medication and, um, like doing hot yoga and working out and going to do all these things and journaling and trying to optimize my life. And it just felt like this is like, okay, but why are you self-sabotaging yourself? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been like one month sober now and I feel as though I agree. Like, it's one thing that you're like, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And alcohol doesn't control my life. And I'm actually in control here. Yeah. It's very weird because it's such a small adjustment. But I've never thought about my relationship with alcohol prior. I've, mm-hmm. I've never thought about it. I've thought about things that, like, I've done well, really drunk that I really have serious regrets about. Yeah. But I never thought, like, I would stop. Yeah, that's the thing. It kind of feels like it has this hold on you, but you're like, it's in control. I'm fine. I'm not, it's not ruining my life. It's not making me, like, it's not ruining my relationships and things like that. Yeah. But it is hard when you're like, okay, but I'm doing things while I'm drunk that I don't like, and I don't really want to live with them, and I don't want to deal with them the next day, and I don't, I don't want to make those decisions, but then 
you're like kind of making them yeah because you're drunk and you're yeah yeah I, and I think just like being isolated and living alone and feeling really lonely I was just like okay well I'll just crack a beer and like finish up the work that I had to do mm-hmm. and like that felt very comforting yeah but that's not sustainable no absolutely not and it also like shouldn't be yeah especially exactly. that that work outside of work hours <laughs> it's not my thing yeah I'm realizing though that that is like a thing that people do one definitely there's like times where you have to push harder and work but I think opening your laptop when you don't necessarily need to open your laptop is one working from home has really hard boundaries to you you don't really ever feel like you close your laptop and you're done um and the other part is I don't know the other part <laughs> I think well I think that that's it is like you just don't you, yeah you got to set your boundaries you got to set your boundaries with work and you got to set your boundaries with yourself honestly yeah yeah I don't know and anyways I, I just I've been super interested in like the whole sober curious movement for quite some time I'm just mm-hmm. never really like actually committed to it um and it's not like I feel like I have a drinking problem or I feel like an alcoholic it's just maybe I kind of want to explore this other side of life where like you don't wake up hungover ever yeah um and maybe you go to a kombucha brewery over a brewery and I, I have literally nothing against alcohol and you'll probably see me drunk in my life again but I just think I'm I'm it's just really reshaped what I thought was a small part of my life mm-hmm. but it feels like a large part of my life yeah I think that that is the thing that I realize the most too is like you think like I'm gonna crack one beer tonight and it'll be fine mm-hmm. and then you don't for a month and you're like okay that actually like I was doing that a lot Okay. And I was like noticing myself that yeah. I was doing it a lot. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need to do that. I don't need and it. I feel yeah. as though I, I needed it. Yeah. I needed it. Cause I was like, okay, I've had a really rough day. I'm just going to crack a beer and that's going to make me feel better. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, it's like when we say you have to feel your feelings, mm-hmm. like you have to, unfortunately, sometimes you have a shitty day and like part of moving past that shitty day is like sitting in it for a bit and just like not finding unhealthy ways to cope with it yeah and just being like okay it was a bad day tomorrow's gonna be better yeah Mm -hmm. I agree and I just think yeah I think we drank a lot in university I think it spiraled into maybe my first couple years out of university Mm -hmm. as a young professional I think I was still living that life very much so like very drunk on the weekends waking up hungover Mm -hmm. Sunday scaries hit different when you're in a working profession (laughs) um and like especially when you're like getting drunk with your colleagues on the weekend too like that hits different well then you have to go to work on monday and be like how was your sunday like i've said it before i will say it again if you've seen me out the night before do not ask me about my hangover yeah because i am definitely anxious about it (laughs) especially when you phrase it how are you feeling well how are you feeling okay how are you feeling how how come you can remember what i did and i can't (laughs) we're going shot for shot here right (laughs) I always assume that other people were drunk too. I mean, I think that's just for my own sanity, but, but yeah, anyways, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bring this up as a topic. I know yeah. that this has made an impact for you, Laura, and I, I just don't know, know if it's talked about that frequently. No, because I think people are like, well, I don't have a drinking problem. It's fine. Yeah. But I also think like reflecting on your own relationship with alcohol is super important. And like taking those months, like maybe you don't take an entire month if you don't want to, or you don't whatever, but like taking time and intentionally not drinking just kind of like like versus not just passively not drinking I think being really intentional about it mm-hmm. and like recognizing okay I'm going to try this and see how it goes yeah um can be really beneficial it can be really 
Yeah. I think it's like more empowering than you think it is. Yes. For sure. And I think you're going to gain a lot from it. There's absolutely no pressure to take any time off drinking. That's not mm-hmm. really our name of the game. I think we just live in the society that's like very much so cultured. It's cultured oh, completely. Yeah. It's like we're, it's totally normalized. And like every event, it feels like there's some aspect of it that, okay, well, there's the bar or there's the there's the drinks and there's the whatever. And it's like when you don't stop to think about it, how much of your life is kind of like wrapped up in this like culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like it's really weird then when you do and you're like, Oh, I didn't actually realize like how much of a hold this has on me. Yeah, exactly. So honestly, I think this was just a quick, easy episode. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that light. Wasn't no, I feel like it ended up being. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we could probably go on forever. If you ever want to hear about some of our drunk stories, we probably should never share them in a recorded form no like definitely you can dm us because like i definitely have had a great time drunk i've had some horrendous times drunk but i've had some great times too and yeah who doesn't love a good like buzz at a cottage jumping into a lake who doesn't love that and who doesn't love the like connections you make in the girl's bathroom at a bar that's a good point no one is ever going to be kinder to you than the girl (laughs) that you've just met being like i love your outfit make sure you follow me on instagram yeah yeah or like playing cards with friends. Like those yeah. are, there's a lot of great moments with alcohol as well. As much as like we're kind of like maybe you consider reconsider your relationship. But there's mm-hmm. so many great times where it's it's not an issue and it's like a natural time to be drinking. I think we're talking more about just honestly self-reflecting. Has your relationship changed with alcohol during the pandemic? Yes. Why has it changed? And do you feel like you're in control of it? Yeah, I think it's about being intentional now. And I think yeah. that we've said it a couple times, but like if you decide you want to go to a brewery and you're going to have a beer, like you're probably going to have a beer. And if I decide that like, yeah, I'm with some friends and we're at a cottage and we're going to just like play slap cup because I, I love slap cup, but like it's probably again, not the healthiest thing in the entire world, but like sometimes it's fun. And if you're with people that you trust by all means, go ahead. But I think it is just about like reflecting on how you feel while you're drinking the day after what it's doing to kind of like, your life in a bigger picture and just like deciding and like actually being really, really intentional about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good place to leave it. It is. Yeah. All right. Let's go order some takeout and not have a beer with it. Let's go order some takeout. Um, Oh yeah. I do love beer though. (laughs) I do. It's hard. It's a balance. Yeah. But I think, I think part of it is like, you don't have to decide that you're going to be sober for the rest of your life. Like you can decide, okay, I want to have a beer because I genuinely enjoy this, the taste of this beer and I'm going to have one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just about being more intentional about substances in general Mm -hmm. and that's where we'll leave it. And also again, Lauren and I are not professionals. If you feel like you, this some, somehow this content resonated with you and you feel like it might be more of a problem, you should definitely seek out professional help. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, Andy. Give me some, give me some real life nucks. Did you say cheers? I said cheers. We never end with cheers. Oh my God. (laughs) I said cheers. And we literally were like, our entire culture is surrounded by alcohol. And I just said cheers. All right. Give me some nucks. I did. Okay. (laughs) I've already done it. Don't make me do it again. Uh, Okay. Bye, Laura. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.